Hello everybody, it is Michael here with an emergency podcast. This is the first time in a while I've gone off schedule, but I mean, you all know what happens, you know the title, everybody's heard about this, James Harden is a Brooklyn net. And just, this is one of the most crazy things that have happened in a long, long time. Things developed very, very quickly throughout the day with the whole James Harden situation with him yesterday saying he didn't want to be there and that he just didn't think the team was good enough after losing to the Lakers. We had the comments from John Wall. We had some comments from DeMarcus Cousins about him being disrespectful. And I mean, we've all known that James Harden wanted out for a while, and we all knew that Brooklyn was one of his destinations that he wanted to go to. So just looking at this uh, from Brooklyn's side, I mean, though you could be worried about a lot of different things with this team, and I understand those worries. There's worries about locker room things. There's worries about what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Is he mentally good? Did he break the protocols? Like, that's a whole nother situation just by itself without even thinking about James Harden going there. And especially Kyrie and uh, James Harden, these guys are both big personalities. And then if you look at just the three players, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they all are the best with the ball in their hands, even though uh, uh, Kevin Durant's definitely a very, very good off-ball player, and he showed that in Golden State, uh, where he was able to play off guys like Steph, Clay, and Draymond. At the end of the day, Kevin Durant, one of his best abilities is that he's one of the best ISO scorers we've ever seen. His ability to hit jumpers over literally anybody is just absolutely incredible. And it's just a true show to watch Kevin Durant when he has the ball in his hand. We saw it even in their most recent game. He had almost a triple-double. He had like 13 assists. He's shown his ability to playmake. But with James Harden, I mean, at the end of the day, you have three of the most offensively talented players, not even just right now, that the league has ever seen. These guys are so damn talented. Whatever you think about James Harden on and off the court, he is a guy who is an MVP caliber player in his prime right now who's put up a fight against arguably the greatest team of all time in the Golden State Warriors being put alongside Kevin Durant who though is coming off an Achilles injury looked like he's not missed a beat and is looking like one of the top three players on the planet and Kyrie Irving even though again you may be worried about all the stuff that's happening off court you can be worried about his injuries and these are legitimate concerns. Kyrie Irving when he's on the court is one of the most talented players in the NBA and scoring wise he's almost unmatched some of the only guys that match him now are on his same team it's just crazy this definitely hurts the depth as you're losing guys like jared allen who's the best center on this roster you're gonna have to rely on deandre jordan a lot more and you're gonna have to rely on a young guy like nicholas claxton more you're losing a guy like karis lavert who is a really nice player to have off your bench but i don't even think he fit too well with the roster uh and then honestly, I mean, you're losing Rodney Kuruks, which is like, that's whatever. He's a player who didn't really play much anyway. And obviously, you're losing a lot of first round picks here. If things go wrong here, you could be screwed for a long, long time. But no matter what, you've put yourself in the best position to succeed right now because you have some of the craziest top-end talent that the league has ever seen. This big three is easily the most talented big three of all time and i don't even think it's particularly close 
Now, you have to worry about fit. You have to worry about these guys all succeeding with the ball in their hand. You have to worry about off-the-court stuff. You can worry about injuries, depth. There's so many concerns about this team. You could think Steve Nash isn't a good coach. But again, no matter what, you have to recognize how damn talented this roster is. And that just overwhelming amount of a talent could definitely push them over the edge. It's really hard for me to see any team, in the Eastern Conference at least, beating this roster. I'm a Celtics fan, and this trade definitely hurt for me to see because I thought the Celtics were looking really good, and I do think they could still put up a fight against a roster like this in a series. And the Bucks, even though they haven't looked too good this year, I still think they are a very good team. The Drew Holiday acquisition has definitely paid off for them and has been working out well. I mean, Phillies looked very, very very good early in the season. Teams like the Pacers have looked good, but it's just hard for me to see anyone putting up a real, real good like seven game series fight against a healthy Brooklyn Nets roster because of how talented this team is. I don't care if they're giving up 150, they're going to ho- score 165. This team is just that, that good. Uh, I don't think they'll win the championship. I'm a big believer in the Los Angeles Lakers, their team that I've just been so confident in literally ever since I saw the way they performed in the playoffs last year. Uh, I'm sticking with my opinion that they're pretty easily going to win the championship because I just think the chemistry there is so phenomenal. And I think uh, the top end talent is obviously very, very good as well with having LeBron and AD. But this, this would be a very, very fun series if things work out with the Nets. Imagine a Lakers-Nets series. You got Kyrie Irving and LeBron dueling again. Well, not dueling again, but dueling after uh, all the things that happened with them. You got KD and Kevin Durant. Katie and Kevin Durant. This is all off the top of my head. This is just so crazy right now. You got Katie and LeBron going back and forth trying to prove who's the best player in the world. It's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You could see James Harden make the finals for the first time since he was playing with Kevin Durant. Like, I'm, I'm just lost for words, man. Because I knew this could very well happen, but the whole time with this James Harden situation, I was always on the side of, it's going to be Ben Simmons for James Harden. And especially with the way Simmons has been playing early in the season, uh, even though the 76ers have been playing good, I thought they would see that and be like, you know what? It's time to get James Harden. It's time to go all in, put a duo of Joel Embiid and James Harden, but nope. The Brooklyn Nets swooped in, and they gave a pretty crazy offer, at least picks-wise. I mean, players, it wasn't anything super special, but seven picks is it's nothing to joke around about. And then uh, the Rockets also got a Milwaukee first as well, which is just absolutely a crazy haul, man. But the Nets have some of the best talent that the league has ever seen, and they could very easily be a team that wins the championship, or I could see this team completely falling apart. It's just... It's just wild, man, and this adds such a fun dynamic to the season in an already in an already really fun and just wild season with all the COVID stuff happening. Uh, it's just gone much, much crazier, and now the Brooklyn Nets have a big three of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Ridiculous, crazy, crazy stuff from that. 
Now talking about this side, uh, this deal from the side of the Houston Rockets, they definitely got a very, very interesting package with them getting Victor Aldipo, Dante Exum, uh, Rodneyus Kuruks, three Brooklyn unprotected first rounder, an unprotected 2022 Milwaukee pick, and then four Brooklyn pick swaps. Uh, the swaps are in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027, and then just the normal unprotected first are in 2022, 2024, and 2026. So first of all, Victor Oladipo, this is a deal that I actually really, really like because uh, the Houston Rockets can actually still be a good, competent team because Victor Oladipo has actually looked very solid in the early season. Obviously, he's no James Harden, but he's looked back to the all-star Victor Oladipo, and that's definitely a nice uh, piece for them to add to this roster, because if, if you look at a team that's now going to be way less disgruntled, it's going to be so much more calm in that locker room, the vibe of the whole team's just going to be way better, and you got a guy like John Wall, who's been playing good, putting up like 18-5-5 and on good splits, you got Victor Oladipo, who can kind of just do like similar production to John Wall, that's going to be a really good defensive backcourt, you got Christian Wood, who's broken out and had an awesome season boogie if he could stay on the floor and, and stop getting these stupid ejections from refs could uh, definitely be a very good player for the team uh, they got a lot of nice pieces on the squad I mean Dante Exum is kind of a non-factor Kuruk's another kind of non-factor but if you look at just all depot I think that's a really nice player for them to add and this team can be fun and they have to at least be competitive because uh, if you think about it this is something that hasn't been talked about a lot, but the Oklahoma City Thunder have the Houston Rockets top one to four protected first round pick. So unless they just completely tank it out and get a top four pick, they could be in a lot of trouble if that pick is like five to eight and because they want to build this young core now very clearly with the amount of picks they have so either they got to really tank or be somewhat competitive which i think they're going to go more the somewhat competitive route unless i'm they like flip victor aldipo who knows at this point this is just absolutely crazy what's happening right now but back to back to their part of the deal seven first round well eight first round picks actually seven from brooklyn one from milwaukee that's nothing to laugh at, even though you may not be super satisfied with the players because you could have got a guy like Ben Simmons, maybe a Tyrese Maxey or a Matisse Thibel with them. Picks-wise, that's absolutely ridiculous. And with the length of the contracts of guys like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, the Nets could fall apart at some point. Like I think it's going to work out for them somewhat. Uh, I'm still super in between on what's going to happen with that Nets squad, but if that team does fall apart, then the Houston Rockets could be looking very, very nice because they were looking in a bad position with the lack of first-rounders that they had. They gave a lot of their first-rounders to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it was looking very, very bad, especially if they didn't get a haul of picks in the James Harden trade. But eight first-round picks is just crazy, and if you, especially if you start looking at those uh, later first round picks like the 2021 2022 2023 and probably even 2024 picks uh, those probably aren't going to be much unless there's a major injury which you never know with a guy like Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving James Harden's been kind of an iron man throughout his entire career but those guys have definitely been injured but if you start to look at the 2026 2025 and especially that 2027 pick Things could start to look very, very bright for the squad. It could be similar to what happened with the Nets when they made the big trade with the Boston Celtics, where at first those picks weren't too great. Like they were just 
pretty mid picks around like 18 16 in the 20s as well but then when it started to get uh later you the Celtics built their amazing young core that is a championship core now. We see that with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This is one of the best duos in the league, and both of these guys are under the age of 25. So even if it may not be a huge success immediately for the Houston Rockets, you do have to stay patient and just keep watching and keep a very close look in on what's happening with the Brooklyn Nets because those picks, could they could be absolutely nothing, even if they're tops. Even if they're top picks, there's always a chance that it doesn't really form to anything. But they could also form to be some of the just studs of the league. If they get some top three, top five picks, then it could be very, very good for the Houston Rockets. You just have to wait. You have to be patient. And you they have to make smart moves at the end of the day. Like This team can't just fully tank it out because, like I said, a lot of their picks in the future are going to the Thunder. So I think if they can stay somewhat competitive now, maybe have some older players that you build up their value, try and flip them for some younger players and some picks. I don't really know exactly the direction of this franchise, but with all those picks, with all those new assets that they've gained, they do have potential potential to be an interesting team going into the future and i'm so so excited for the houston rockets future because if i mean if you think about it we've seen james harden on this roster for a long time now like this is going to be a brand new error era completely for this uh houston rockets team because again james harden has been on this team for a while and that's where they saw so much of their success for so many years now so it's going to be a completely new team with guys like john wall victor oladipo who's on a one-year contract and that situation is going to be super interesting then you got a guy like christian wood who has crazy potential and is already very very good right now and is unlocking that potential Super excited for the future of the Houston Rockets, and I'm just honestly more curious about it than anything. This this was a very, very interesting deal for them. Got rid of the player who's brought them so much success throughout the years, and yeah, this is a crazy deal on both sides, but definitely super interesting to see it from the Houston Rockets. Next thing we want to talk about in this deal is the Indiana Pacers, who got Karis LeVert. And a second round pick for Victor Oladipo and the Milwaukee uh, 2020. Well, they get, gave up a uh, first round pick for Milwaukee, which is unprotected in 2022. That's going to formulate to nothing because Milwaukee is going to be a very good team. They have Giannis under contract. So that doesn't really matter too much. But them doing this deal is definitely a very interesting one and is a bit of a puzzling one as well. I do completely understand them getting rid of Victor Oladipo. And th this is mostly due to his contract. As just a player and the way he's been playing this year, I wouldn't get rid of Victor Oladipo. But due to his contract situation with him being likely to have a chance to leave this team sooner rather than later, I think it does make sense to move on from Victor Aldipo, move on to a new era of Indiana Pacers basketball, especially when you look at the performances of guys like Malcolm Brogdon and DeMontis Sabonis, who both have looked like solidified all-stars so far this season. You got a guy like Miles Turner, who's been playing like a defensive player of the year. Like, this team is very, very solid with or without Victor Oladipo. And that's not even with TJ Warren playing many games due to injury. So, this team is still very, very good without Oladipo. And then you get a good player in return in Karis LeVert. Like, Victor Oladipo isn't 
too much better than Karis LeVert. He's definitely a better player right now, but it's not so significant where you're going to be much worse this year. And then you have the long-term potential of Karis LeVert, even though I do think his potential is a little bit overrated. Like people need to realize this dude's like 25, 26. He's not this just super young guy, but he does still have a lot of potential to be the caliber of a guy like Victor Oladipo, like a fringe all-star type of guy. And then Karis LeVert is on a long-term contract. So even if he maybe doesn't fit with this roster and things don't go well, people are still going to be willing to trade for Karis LeVert and he's going to be an asset for this team or he can just be a really good player for them right now. Get a second rounder as well, which I mean, those can always turn into something, but more likely than not, they'll not turn into anything. But it's definitely a super interesting deal for them to get rid of Victor Oladipo. I honestly don't think this makes like a huge difference in the landscape of the NBA. Like The Pacers are still going to be a very good team who, in my opinion, isn't good enough to get over the top, but will put up a fight against almost anyone. Like If... At as a Celtics fan, I don't want to face the Pacers in the playoffs because they're going to be a tough, tough team to face. Even though I think we beat the Pacers, that's not going to be some cakewalk of series. It's going to be a six, seven game se series because of how good the culture is there and just how good the talent is. Like They have so many solid, good basketball players. And then I really like their new coach. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I just call him Nate B because I don't know how to pronounce that last name. But I do really like his rotations and how he's been running things over there. So I think this will just help the Pacers continue to be a solid basketball team with having much more long-term security of the roster and then just much less tension as well because uh, the players see this. like they, they see the rumors that Victor Oladipo wants out. They see that he's on a one-year contract and can leave the team. And now that they have the relief of having Karis LeVert for the long term on a, a deal that's like three or four years, I'm pretty sure, I think that's definitely going to help them as well. It's just going to make the locker room better as a whole. I'm not saying it was a bad situation by any means, but now you just have a long-term lockdown uh, with Karis LeVert on this roster, and he's going to be a good player who I think can develop to being around like an all-star level player, fringe guy for sure. I don't think he'll ever be like a secure guy. But yeah, this was an interesting deal for the Pacers for sure. But I do like it. And yeah, now moving on to the last team in the deal. And the one that confuses me the most, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince. This is just such a weird deal to me. And it confuses me a lot because Jared Allen is a very good player, a starting center in this league. He should be, at least. He wasn't starting with the Nets, which was stupid as hell, but he's a starting center in this league for sure. But they already have Andre Drummond, who, as much as I will criticize him for not really having a modern game, and at certain points in his career, I thought he was super overrated. I think he's fairly rated now. He is a good basketball player at the end of the day, and he's better than Jared Allen, and and is a starting center. And he's actually been playing very well for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. And that's a big reason why they've been surprising so far. They've been struggling as of late, but that's mostly due to them missing just a ton of players. Like they've been missing uh, Colin Sexton at times, Darius Garland. It's been really, really rough for them. They've got hit pretty hard with injuries and stuff like that. Uh, but before that, they were surprising a lot of people. And Andre Drummond was a reason for that. Like he was helping this defense a lot. He was playing some of the best defense I've seen of his career and I don't know if it's still true to this day but at one point they were actually the best defense in the entire league which was pretty crazy to see and then you get Jared Allen who's probably going to be a bench player for you but deserves to start uh, I do understand the long term of this though 
for the short term, it may be a little bit weird unless you can get Andre Drummond out of there. But for the long term, this is an awesome deal for them. You get rid of uh, Dante Exum and you get Jared Allen. I think they, I don't know if it was the Pacers or them who had Milwaukee's pick. That kind of confuses me because I know the Pacers had some of Milwaukee's picks. But no matter what, even if you had to give up that first rounder, Jared Allen is a very good player to get on this roster. And he's going to be an awesome lob target for their two guards. He's going to make this defense very, very good with Isaac Okoro and him uh, for the future. That's really nice. And honestly, if you look at the starting lineup, that backcourt, who I criticized a lot, has been working this season. If you look at this, you have Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, and Jared Allen for the future. All you need is a four, and then you got a nice squad in Cleveland, and you could be a team that is very, very competitive for a long, long time. And especially if you get rid of Andre Drummond and free up Jared Allen to be the starting center. That already solidifies the young core for this year. And then you have guys who haven't even like solidified themselves a ton, who I like a lot on this roster. I really like Dylan Windler as a shooter. I really like Kevin Porter Jr. as someone who has potential to be an awesome scorer for this roster and could be an amazing six-man. And if you wanted to run really small ball and put like Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter Jr., Isaac Okoro, and Jared Allen, that'd be a really, really fun team. So I do think think this is a super interesting move for them and it really really excites me to see the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers which I haven't said that in a while and then you get Torian Prince solid 3 and D guy I mean his three-point shot is super inconsistent and that's what makes him not a super valuable player is just due to his inconsistency as a three-point shooter but he is a still a solid player probably a little bit overpaid but again not a terrible asset to have on your roster and the Cleveland Cavaliers got more depth now and they're definitely helping themselves probably be a playoff team uh this year and will not even probably uh they could be a playoff or play in team for sure because i mean you have to be just the 10th seed to make a play in so i think they are definitely capable of doing that and the more and more i talk about this the more and more this makes sense this is the fun thing about live reactions is like at first when i read that i was confused but the more and more i talk about it I talk myself into it and think they got one of the best deals in it. But yeah, this is definitely very interesting for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think they're a team that just really hasn't been talked about at all in this. But definitely have a, a cool and fun future with the guys they have on this roster. And adding Jared Allen to the young core is definitely something really, really exciting. They're going to have to make some moves to clear up room for him. But it is cool to see. And the Cleveland Cavaliers definitely made an interesting deal right here. That has been the episode of the Emergency Under Pressure podcast. This one is kind of all all over the place. I just wanted to really get this out and put my thoughts out. I haven't really thought about this long. Like My thoughts aren't really collected. I just wanted to talk about this right away, give you guys some good content. Uh, I'll probably be back on Friday to give a, a more ana analytical like view of this deal, talk about it more in depth and then uh, just talk about games that have been going on around the league. But I wanted to make this all about the James Harden trade. This is one of the craziest things we've seen in a long, long time. This is the most high-profile player we've seen traded in a while. And, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this crazy episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. It's Ben Michael, and peace out.